You're listening to Podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Let's do this. What's up, guys? Welcome to a special edition episode of Podcast PXN. Thank you for joining me today. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Prindle, a.k.a. Dan is DTM on Twitter. And Sean is not joining me for this episode. This is just a special edition episode. He was unable to make uh, the show today. Uh, We may be moving the day and time for the show moving forward. It may not be Wednesdays at 8 anymore. Uh, So we'll have a few changes on that. Be sure to check out our Twitter page, uh, Facebook page as well uh, to kind of keep up on that. And we'll, we'll, we'll definitely make sure you guys are aware of what day and time we will be recording moving forward. But for today's episode, it's just going to be a short episode, just going over a few news items that I saw. And I just wanted to talk about a quick topic that uh, I kind of came up with this week. So well, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into the PXN News of the Week. So the first item on the PXN News of the Week, we have Final Fantasy VII Remake, which is apparently uh, getting its exclusivity shifted back until April of 2021. So originally the exclusivity window uh, for PlayStation 4 was supposed to end, uh, expire March 3rd, 2021. But because the game was delayed one month, this is also getting delayed one month as well uh, to April 10th, 2021. So that's not surprising. Uh, Essentially what this is saying is uh, April 10th, 2021 is the first time that we could get Final Fantasy VII Remake on Xbox or PC as well. Uh, So I definitely think after that moment, I think they will release it on uh, Xbox and PC, uh, probably not next gen. I would imagine maybe some kind of next gen port that they'll put PS5, uh, Xbox Series X and S, whatever, uh, and PC all on uh, the same date on April 10th, 2021. So, just wanted to throw that in there just for anyone that's looking out for Final Fantasy 7 news. So, next item on the news of the week, we have. Uh, news story that's saying that the PS5 price point may be a balancing act that is influenced by the Xbox Series X price. So apparently there's some reports that are saying that Sony is holding back on announcing the price for PlayStation 5 in order to see how much Xbox Series X is, is going to be. So the interesting thing here is I don't think Microsoft is going to announce the Xbox Series X price until uh, until E3 2020. That's the thing. And I feel like Sony is going to announce their price before that. So honestly, I feel like Sony is going to have to show their cards at some point. I don't see them pushing the um, announcement of their price point past E3 uh, because last year I believe they had their show right before E3, their little online event that they did, and I believe that would be the moment that they would announce the price point, and essentially that would be before uh, Microsoft announces Xbox Series X's price. So that'll be kind of interesting going forward, kind of that give and take uh, between Microsoft and Sony to see kind of who who reveals their cards first and who's going to actually show off how much their consoles are going to cost first. Uh, So keep your eye out on on that as well. Um, Late last week after we recorded, we got some exciting news from, uh, from Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order from EA. Uh, so this kind of leads into uh, my my news of the, my uh, actual uh, my <laughs> news story for this week that I wanted to talk about. My main topic: uh, we 
kind of often forget that games are very much story focused games and they are very much games that we love because of their stories as well as multiplayer there's many games that we enjoy for multiplayer but uh there's so many good quality single player stories and star wars jedi fallen order is apparently expected to sell 10 million units by march 31st 2020 according to ea which is insane apparently it beats their expectations of six to eight million units which is awesome like to have a single player star wars franchise that does really well again i think that's just piquing ea's interest again in single player stories and i think that's why the reports of knights of the old republic getting revived are so exciting because ea is finally realizing gamers love multiplayer games but they also love single player games if you make a really high quality single player game people are going to fall to it and people are going to clamor for it so i am very excited about that and obviously we're going to get more uh, jedi fallen order games in the future from respawn uh so I'm just interested to see how long EA is able to hold the Star Wars license or if Disney kind of tries to piecemeal it as we move forward. Uh, but for now, very excited about the future of Star Wars in terms of games. So something uh, something to definitely keep your eye on there as EA has finally learned people love single-player games as well. Uh the next news story is uh, a little bit of a surprising, and this is kind of the last news story that I had to talk about. Uh, this is the biggest news story of the week. Uh, Rockstar Games co-founder Dan Hauser is leaving uh, the company. So this is very surprising because he's obviously one of the founders of Rockstar Games, and him and his brother Sam Hauser, they formed what the foundation of, uh, of, of Red Dead Redemption and Grand Theft Auto and all of those games, Bully and all of the Rockstar games of years past. And... Dan Hauser is kind of the creative lead, really. He He's often the one who would write the stories for GTA V, write the story for Red Dead Redemption 2, Red Dead Redemption, Bully. Like, he made such great stories, and that was the best parts of those games. If you think back, Red Dead Redemption 2, when it released, it got a lot of criticism. Well, I say a lot, but it got some criticism for its um, slow, methodical gameplay, which for me, it makes sense in terms of the story. Like it, it's intended to be that slow pace, like gritty grind. So I didn't have a problem with it, but a lot of people, many people did. Uh, but if you think about that, the best experience in that game is the story and the characters. And the fact that Dan Hauser is leaving is definitely something to be concerned about, I suppose. Uh, the thing is, though, Rockstar has built themselves to be such a behemoth in the industry that they have so many people in that company that are so talented. They always get the cream of the crop in terms of talent. So, honestly, I don't know if I'm that concerned about it. I think Rockstar Games will always be the pedigree of, you know, that's that's what we strive for in games. Like, they do things with, with games graphics and story and engine that no other game developer can really uh, do with the exception of a couple, maybe. Uh, so, it's very, it's very interesting because while I think their next game, which 
should be GTA 6 may be affected by this. I don't think it'll have as big of an effect as people are kind of thinking right now and kind of freaking out about. I think in the end, I think Rockstar will be good because they have a lot of talent there. They still have a ton of talent. And of course, his brother, Sam Hauser, is still there. So it's not like it's not like anything's on fire there. Things aren't going crazy and, and turmoil galore over there. I think it's just a matter of Dan Hauser was kind of done. He, he was ready to move on to the next stage of his life. Uh, it kind of sounds like he doesn't want to continue working in games anymore. He's probably made millions upon millions of dollars uh, from Rockstar, so he's definitely set for life. So, I'm, honestly, I think he's just ready to retire and move on. So, uh, more power to Dan uh, Dan Hauser, and uh, definitely will be missed in the industry. But I definitely think that uh, moving forward, I think Rockstar will be just fine. So, uh, that kind of ends my news stories of the week that I wanted to talk about. Real quick, uh, in games we're playing, I'm going to tease something, and this is probably going to drive people insane, uh, but I've been playing a game this week that is uh, under NDA. Uh, it is a technical alpha. Uh, that's pretty much all I can say. It's a technical alpha that has a, a very strict NDA, so I can't talk about what I'm actually playing, but... What I will say is this, is uh, I've talked about it in the past on this podcast, and it's very exciting for me uh, to to see this come in fruition, uh, just how uh, amazing this technology is that uh, that is on display with this game. So hopefully moving forward, I can be a little less cryptic when they finally uh, let, let people start talking about it. Uh, there's definitely been news stories about it, uh, with gameplay and such but i'm not specifically allowed to talk about it because uh, i'm not a news person or anything like that i didn't get credentialed or whatever so i'm very very excited to talk about this game in the future and uh kind of give you a little bit more than that that harsh tease um so finally uh this week so when i was talking about star wars jedi fallen order this week i kind of wanted to have a little topic about um single player games so I think it's very, very exciting that we are seeing this resurgence in single-player games. Like, there's so many single-player games from last generation that were so good, like Bioshock Infinite, Bioshock, Last of Us, Fallout. I mean, there's so many games, Skyrim, Elder Scrolls, uh, even the Halo series has historically a fantastic story. So, uh, what I'm very excited about for Next Generation is it seems like a lot of people are learning that a lot of companies are learning that uh single player games are still a big deal sony obviously pushed heavily into single player games this generation that's kind of for me the one knock on sony is that they went all out on single player games which is fine to a certain extent but you've got to kind of vary your portfolio a little bit more you got to have some multiplayer games as well as single player games don't just you know put all your eggs in one basket kind of like microsoft they had a heavy emphasis on multiplayer last generation and didn't have a whole lot in terms of single player stories now not to say they didn't because they had sunset overdrive and stuff like that but they had more multiplayer focused games so this next generation i'm very excited about this resurgence of single player stories because single player stories just 
there's nothing better than that in terms of storytelling because you're put into this experience that is just so good and gritty. And Microsoft learned this at the end of the generation. Phil Spencer purchased all those studios that are going to help with that. You've got In Exile, which is a RPG developer that is making the Wasteland games, and I think in the future will make more traditional like uh, Western RPGs as well. And that's very exciting. You have Obsidian that just came off of The Outer Worlds, which is absolutely incredible RPG, single-player RPG experience. Uh, you have Ninja Theory, which is making single-player experiences like Hellblade. Uh, obviously, they're still making multiplayer stuff as well with Bleeding Edge. They wanted to do that, but they still have very visceral single-player stories as well to tell. So all of those developers, super exciting to have them on board. Uh, you have on the Sony front, they bought Insomniac Games with Spider-Man. Like they have a very rich history of single player experiences. So all of that is very exciting. EA is even starting to do that as we're seeing from these reports. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order sold a lot better than people expected, than EA expected. So that is fueling things for the future for EA with stuff like KOTOR, Knights of the Old Republic, getting revitalized and brought back. So this is very exciting for me because I think it's just going to essentially um, make the industry a lot more diverse. I think we were starting to get to a path where every game was trying to be a battle royale game or every game's trying to have some kind of online connected component like destiny or online multiplayer like is a necessity in this day and age like we kept getting to that point where people were pushing that too hard where it's not a requ- it shouldn't be a requirement to have multiplayer in your game if your game isn't made for multiplayer or made with the idea of having multiplayer in it then I don't think it should be forced in. And and fans have proven time and time again that if it's a fantastic single-player experience and it's made to be a fantastic single-player experience, like people will buy it. It doesn't matter. People will buy great quality games. It doesn't matter if it's multiplayer, single-player, whatever. So this is just exciting to get more variety in the future of our games and i think next generation we will definitely see a lot more variety than we had this generation in particular so from all the companies not just one company but from all the companies i think we're seeing that so it's very exciting and uh i'm i'm excited for the future so uh, I think that does it for me, guys. Uh, I appreciate you guys listening to this special edition podcast. I know it was a very short episode. I just wanted to kind of go over a few things, uh, talk about this topic that I kind of had the idea of. And, uh, yeah, uh, next week we will hopefully have an idea of what day and time we will uh, record moving forward. And we will definitely announce that on Twitter and Facebook and all those places, as well as uh, on our YouTube page as well. Uh, again, Appreciate you guys uh, coming out to listen and much love and keep on gaming.